There's no rules! the No Mulligans Podcast. Uh, Scott and Jack here inside the studio at Franklin Bridge. Um, I'm curious. I want to know if uh, you guys would like to hear the date of, uh, of when we record the, these. I'm curious if somebody would want to be like, oh, that was at that point in time. Well, if you are, it's uh, Wednesday, October 4th. We had the Ryder Cup. I don't really want to talk about the Ryder Cup. We sucked. Well, I mean, talking about what we're going to talk about, seems like Zach Johnson did not embody he's a lot not, of that. He's not the right guy. Like, why would you pick Zach Johnson to be the Ryder Cup captain? Like, that's the worst pick ever as a Ryder Cup captain. Like, nothing against Zach Johnson, right? He's probably a great guy, like, all of that. But the guy who's, like, oblivious enough to knock balls off the tee on accident all the time, like, you're not going, like, yeah, I want him to be my coach, right? Like, He's not going to get you all fired up and together. Like, Scotty Steffler's not either, right? Yeah. Rom would be a good one. Like, obviously, he's playing in it. So, like, you're looking for guys that are more, like, kind of past. Yeah, it'd be Liv, but, like, Phil Nicholson. Like, you need to have that. Because, like, the Americans just aren't prepared. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. We got, like, we got burned bad. And, like, the European seat is, like, Biggest, you heard Rory like this is the this is the biggest stage. This is the biggest tournament. Like in many ways, it's bigger than the Masters. Yeah, I think it is. Like it's and it's not because it's team golf. It's just the way it's it's just everything that it is. Ryder Cup. Yeah, I think the it's only rivalry. It's guys getting mad at each other. It's like it's more like a football game or a baseball game where there's some like you know there's there's a lot of that kind yeah. of like attitude about it. Well, and it's one of the only yeah, tournaments too that are that's team based, right? So you mm-hmm. get all that team team drama that's in it i think the only thing that um that i really had a problem with i only had two things that i really had a problem with when it comes to zach johnson obviously we don't know everything but first thing is going to be that none of uh the usa boys played a tournament five week in five weeks up to the Ryder cup and everybody in europe played in the italian open like two weeks before the Ryder cup started we were not like, ready we weren't play. ready for it right so we didn't we didn't uh we didn't train, we didn't train. And because of that, we didn't trust. And because we didn't trust, we didn't perform. Right. It's it's that simple. Yeah, it's just that simple. And then the second thing, thing. okay, go ahead. The second thing would be um, Zach. After the first day, he was like, "I'm proud of our guys and what we did out here." No, heck no. That was embarrassing. No, man. Any any coach worth their weight would be. Yep, that's that's not USA golf. That's not that's not how we play. That's not how we how we do this. We expect we better. did not we did not prepare we well. Better. We're going back to the drawing board and getting ready for tomorrow. Yeah, like, that's that's all that should be said. And, and like, if you say that too, the boys are going to hear it. They're going to get fired up because they heard that. But if they hear, man, I'm proud of you, sweetie, for for doing for doing the best you could on day so, one. So like crappy side of America, like, so bad, man. Being too soft, like there's a time to be like. Yeah, you guys grinded so hard, you know, there's none of that. Like, super, there's no sense of that whatsoever. Super quick here before we dive into what we just teased, uh, but um, last thing on Zach Johnson is what do you make of his picks now that everything has happened? Like, would, uh, would you have traded, uh, or would you have, the, the, we had two of our best players sitting on the bench for day one. And, I don't know, I think I might have included, I think I might have included DeChambeau in that. I would. In that group. 
What? DeChambeau's great. We won the last Ryder Cup with him. Yeah, and he shot like a 63 and a 62 over the past like <laughs> two months. Now, I know it's a live tournament and stuff, but still, like, that's, yeah, that's impressive. Golf, that's right? impressive. Like, oh, I don't know. I just, yeah. I'm not so big on the picks. I just like, you can pick whoever you want. Like, uh, really neat stuff out of when they've taken two different Navy SEAL teams and have one leader and they outperform the other. When you swap leaders, the underperforming team beats the team that overperformed the first time. Mm. So much is on the leader there. Like, just the wrong, I don't know how we pick our leader, but like, sorry, wrong I'm guy. not picking Zach Johnson, the guy that's like, oh, crap, oh, yeah, oh. And hit my golf ball. He had to be asked by Fitzpatrick to back up off the team box. I don't know if you heard any of that. No. He had to, uh, Matty Fitz was like, oh. "Hey Zach, do you mind do you mind just backing up a little bit for me, man?" And he goes, "Oh, hundred percent." Like, just have the presence of mind, man. Just not there. And somebody else, I forget if it was Lowry or or Rory, who was just like, "Zach, move." Like somebody asked him. Like, ask me, like, if you lined up a hundred tour pros and had them rank all of each other in terms of like, who would you follow? The most, Zach Johnson would not be in the top fifty. Dude, Michael Block would have been a better Ryder oh, Cup captain. Oh, <laughs> you're so right. Like, there's a there's that energy that drives. Like, we're gonna go win the Ryder Cup. Like, come on. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that that you're not wrong. Like, yeah. that's just not. I mean, just you can just tell by the way he carries. Doesn't mean he's not a great tour player. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Able to do a ton. Yeah. Won the Masters. Like, great. Congrats. Like. But you're not the guy to lead a team, bro. Like, that is not you. People aren't going like, all right, uh, Zach Johnson moved over there. We're all going to move to go be around Zach Johnson. Like, not happening. Yeah. Sorry. Like, and that doesn't make anything wrong with him. It's just he was he was the wrong guy selected for the job. I, I don't know how the selection happened, but, like, he was the wrong guy for the job. Yeah. And, I mean, I think so that's he's, a – He's unqualified. Like, I can sit here and bash him, but, like, uh-huh. you can't bash him. Like, he was unqualified for the job. Of course he was going to fail. Like, Which kind of brings us to what we're going to be talking about here, which is a uh, um, – me if I'm wrong, Hank. This is a Hank principle? Yeah. It's a Hank principle, and before Scott – uh, so bad at my teaching, but I just can't do it. I'll, I'll use it individually, and I'll share it with you all, and I think it's great. Sure. I mean, I think it's great, too. And, I mean, the, the uh, it's it's four, uh, four verbs here. Uh, learn, train, trust, and perform specifically in that order. Yeah, that order is critical. That order is the lesson. It was funny. So actually, um, when we switched from Greystone Country Club to uh, Timberline, you had to move a whole bunch of stuff, and like you're pulling things out. And then when we expanded from Timberline to Timberline and Bentbrook together across town through the Golf Channel Academy, digging through more stuff, and I found that. And I was like, why aren't we using this? This is fantastic. This it is, is everything that we are. It is good. In yeah. fact, this is everything that is about if you want to perform these four words. Like if you just use those four words, they would give you the construct to figure out what's missing. In in, in it's not in just anything. golf. Anything. Literally any, anything. Any sort of movement pattern, any sort of anything, business, presentations, leadership, you name it. Like <laughs> You know what's funny about works, this? It's all about like if you're looking for performance, uh uh-huh. that's I mean, it's it's everything, and I'm I'm getting to a point in my real estate career here where uh, 
I'm finally getting to trusting and performing like a hundred percent. And it's right. not that so I you had a couple of closings this last. Week. Oh yeah. And it's not because I haven't been able to do it prior. It's just that I'm finally trusting what I have been training. Right. Therefore I can now perform better. That's correct. And, uh, and dude, I mean, just, it's, it's so freeing, especially in your job. Yeah. And it's so freeing too, when you are starting to, trust yourself on the golf course yeah and that i think is the breakthrough moment for a lot of people yeah i think it's it to give you the four words again just kind of give you the rundown it's learn train trust perform in that order learn train trust perform so to pull those words out like what does everybody want right we're the franklin bridge performance institute everybody wants to perform i want to go win my tournament i want to go do that presentation. I want to land that job. I want to land that that client. That whatever you name it. Performance. I can't start there. I actually got to start the learn. So like, let's pull these words apart first. The first one is learn. Is that an active trait or a passive trait? It's an active trait. That's correct. Now, on whose part? Who has a role in the learning? The student and the teacher. And whatever. The teacher. The teacher. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Your teacher could be a book that you pick up to read. Yep. Right. And so, like, you could read the book and not get anything out of it. Right. And you'd be a crappy student just because right. you read it doesn't mean you got anything. Same out thing what we talked about in the last podcast. If you're just going to hit balls on the range, it's just like skimming through a book and not remembering anything. Right. Like that doesn't. That's not going to work. So, or you could grab the wrong thing out of the book. Yeah. And again, that would be poor learning. Yeah. Now there's multiple facets. Just because you learn it, okay, I read that. I learned that. Got those bullet points. You then have to apply it. Right. So that's the training piece. So. It's learning is first active on the part of the student and on the teacher. Yeah. So, like, I have to continue to ask questions. That's the leadership component, right? I have to ask questions, but they also have to be an active player. Like, if they don't tell me what they feel, I can't feel that. I don't understand that. Like, I'm doing really well with this, but, like, I feel like I'm having a hard time getting that. Like, are you actually – sometimes just they're not paying attention. They're not directing their mind the right place. Sure. All right, I want you to pay attention only to your right elbow on this swing. Oh, I can feel that now. Right, because you've been distracted by something else. It could be they just can't feel it. Okay, I got a hundred other ways to do it. Like, that's fine. So, active, student, and the teacher. The second one, train. Active or passive? Active. I told, told a student earlier today, I said, if I have a student that ever tells me passive to that question, I should just look at them and go, I'm going to give you your money back. Go ahead and leave and don't come back. <laughs> like, if you ever think that training is passive, leave. Like, then you just don't get it. Yeah. Like, oh, but I, but I took a lesson. Yeah, but you got to train the thing. Well, I took a lesson. Like, it's untrained, right? So it's completely active. There's no passive about it. Whose job is the training? Student or the teacher? Student. Right, 100% student. People are like, well, the teacher. I was like, yeah, but that is the teacher doing the training? Well, no, that goes back to the learning. Well, what if they need to know how to practice? That's still in learn phase. That's not in train phase. So it's 100% on the student. So you got learn is active on part of the student and the teacher. There's nothing passive about learning. Not, well, there may be a little bit of like some things kind of come to you, but you have to be looking for them. So there's the active piece, right? The train is active on the part of the student. Then the trust, active or passive? Yeah, this one is trust could literally be either. It yeah, could be most either. people say active. Yeah, I was like, and there's a certain element in which that's true. Well, I think that's also because most of the people who are saying that it's active are in the phase where they are are they are consciously consciously telling themselves that they trust their golf swing. 
I think that is the first step to then getting into passive. It has to go into, uh, you know, if we're talking about memory, something has to go into the short-term memory before it can go into the long-term memory. Right. So there's the trust comes right out of the gate too, in many ways. Like as you're learning, you have to trust that what you're trying to do is going to get you to where you're going to get. Right. To. So you have to choose to trust, and then as you see the evidence and the fruit of that trust. So that's the act of choosing. Like, all right, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to commit to the hook, right? I'm yep. Like, that's fine. I'm going to commit to that. I'm going to trust that through. That's the active piece. Then as it starts to work, it then you start to see it working. You start to build trust in it just because you see it working. Yeah. You see the evidence. It's happening. Like, right, my business is growing. Like, hey, we're doing the right thing. Let's keep going. Like, I see it growing. Like, things are doing well. We're getting compliments. We're seeing strokes drop. Like, hey. This is great. We're starting to trust this more. We're starting to lean into that. So there's an active trust, but there's also a passive. Like it just starts to happen. Yeah. Right? I get more comfortable talking on camera. Yeah. Like it just, I had to choose to trust it at first, but you're like, man, you're so good on the podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's like, go back and listen to our first episode yeah. when we were here on the back. It's having to, having to teach you a lot. Right? Yeah. Even our worst podcasts right now are better than our first ones that we did. A million times. Right? Like, we're having mic problems and yeah. handing a mic back and forth in the last one. Yeah. But like that's even those are way better than our start. Um, yeah. And so the trust is active and passive on a hundred percent part of the student. That's obvious, right? Uh -huh. The student has to trust. Now the teacher can be going through the same process in terms of teaching, but it's separate from the student. And so those are your three learn, train, trust, perform. Now this is where things get tricky. This is where things get dicey. Perform, active or passive? Yeah, this one, I kind of knew this question was coming based on the last three. But if this is the first time you heard it, how would you answer it? I've looked at the board. I'm still confused. And I would say my initial reaction to it would be performing. It seems very active. Mm -hmm. I'll let you explain the rest. It's not. Yeah. It's 100% passive. It's the only one that's 100 and I can see that too because a lot of the times where I've been out to uh, play around at the bridge I'm like all right I want to do this I want to do this today you know I want to shoot I want to shoot 72 right mm -hmm. go out there and it's like it's not something that I can control <laughs> it's not something that you can control you have to it's it comes down to every single shot you can't once the ball's in the air you can't decide where it's going to go up yeah you have to shoot it and hope that it's going to work yeah you get bounces that go your way you get bounces that don't go your way yeah you get a guy that's like somebody's missed a tackle. You get like the weather's really bad. Like for this winter, like, if we have a terrible winter, that's going to make things difficult on our teaching operation. Mm. I can't predict that. Yeah. But I've trained and trusted and learned enough. Like we're already prepping for multiple scenarios that are going to happen. So like we're going to be able to perform this winter in terms of a teaching operation because we're prepared for all the contingencies that'll happen. Like. Yeah, I will go buy a net in another mat if it if it's looking like it's going to be a super bad winter, and we'll set it up on that back patio. I'll do it. We've got a putting studio, and we got this. How are we going to triage that and work that? Like, hey, maybe your lunch break isn't twelve to two. So maybe Scott, my lunch break is twelve to two, and Elijah teaches from twelve to two. I don't. His lunch break is eleven. Right? Like, there's there's ways to navigate that. Um, that makes it work for everybody, but we're already prepared for it. Learn, train, trust, perform. The performance is an outcome thing. Well, 
Well, Tiger talks about like he watches the leaderboard at the end and like uses that, navigates that, and pulls his <laughs> That's completely off. different. Yeah, that but feels completely different. It, but like he's learned how to do that. Well, and, and learn how he manages. There are other guys that can't his learn. golf swing is good enough to be able to do that, right? And so yeah. he's trained for that. Uh-huh. To, he's trained himself mentally to be able to handle looking at a leaderboard. Yeah, other guys can't look at the leaderboard, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And they don't, and it works equally effective for both of them. I mean, you would argue that Tiger was able to manage that, like you, the mental fortitude to be able to handle that. So he's training the mind, right? It's not just the swing. It's not just the mind. It's not just the in the gym. It's it's the every day, all the time. It's the uh, one of the kids that we just started working with. Um, oh, that'll be the aside here at the end. But like, the big issue for him is he has he doesn't know how to play. Beautiful golf swing. Most people think it's great. I was like, well, to the untrained eye, it's phenomenal. To the trained eye, there's problems under the hood. Sure, you, know, you can I can see what others can't see. Um, and so that's part of the reason why it hasn't. It's like, well, I've trained and I've trained and I've trained. But like, yeah, but you haven't trained the right thing, right? So therefore, you can't trust it and therefore, you can't perform. And he hit a great, he's like, I hit yeah. a great tee to green. Uh, but like, and I trust it a lot better today. Great. Awesome. Now, I haven't seen him in person yet. It's all been over video. And, but he's like, yeah, hit through fairways, should have hit different clubs in these scenarios. Like, what? How? You not know how to play, dude. You've been playing your, going into your, you're in your senior year of college. How do you not know how to play? That's a coaching problem, fundamentally, but it could also be a learning problem. So I've got to have the right teacher to teach him that. That's true. Everybody's stuck on technique. Yeah. The swing he had before, I could get him way lower with the swing he had before. Now it's way better. Now it makes it even easier for me to do that. Right. So I've got a question for you here. Um, we were working on a swing tweak of mine out here on the range beforehand. And Shout then I, Thomas Twitty at E-Track, Pure Perform. What's that? Shout out to Oh, Thomas oh, oh yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. And then, um, I hit a, I hit a few seven irons in here with your, with your bladed, your bladed iron, which is not even a true, like I've got blades, but that is that's like, a, that's the Hideki Matsuyama butter knife. Come in here and just hit, hit two balls. So pure, probably flew close to 200 yards, just felt amazing. Just flushed. So my question to you is, I've been learning and training on training my swing a lot this past year. I felt like you gave me that one tip. And not saying it, that one tip is the miracle You're drug. still going to have to train it. 100%. 100%. 100%. Yep. 100%. I got to the point where we went to the driving range. We were at the driving range. We walked in here. I grabbed one of your clubs that I'm not even familiar with, did the same thing, and it almost clicked. And it's almost like my brain was like, I can trust that. Right, because you've been able to trust everything else that we've done. So you can you can move to trust a lot faster if the bigger and stronger your base is. Mm. The stronger your base is, the faster you can move through any of that. So my question would be, does it take, is sometimes the trust component, does sometimes that trust component 100% click when you find maybe the it factor in whatever you're training? That's why Micah and Austin can take it to the golf course. Like Just like that. that. And elaborate a little bit for those who are listening. What, what yeah, that so, is. Um, so 
what like just that mindset that they have that eliteness that is able to separates, take it. What separates great from exceptional, in my opinion, is the ability to change now and trust it immediately. Mm. Knowing that the more they train it, the easier it is to trust it. Mm. Like the tr the trust is totally a choice on the front end. It's almost like uh, and when you, when you hear trust, I hear they're almost willing to sell out to whatever you just taught them, regardless of if it makes them better or worse. And in so doing it ends up making them better. And so I see, not that I'm anywhere as good Assuming as... Assuming that what they're going to get is good. Like if they correct. had come to see me eight years ago when I'd only been teaching for, well, I was getting pretty good at five years, but like maybe three years in, yeah, I, they couldn't, no, wouldn't be able to trust it that quick. But like, so like... Um, I wouldn't be the right teacher in them either. True. True, but with like, I'm not anywhere close to Micah or Austin, mm -hmm. but I feel like there is a trait that you have to have as a competitor and as somebody who's willing to learn to be able to trust quickly, mm -hmm. right? And so what do you think that different difference is from somebody who is maybe hesitant to try something that you're telling them to do or just hesitant to sell out to something that would possibly make them better? Well, that means they don't, that means they don't want to learn. Learning requires failure, just to our previous podcast. Like, I have to tank. People are like, how do I get tournament experience? It's like playing in tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the only way to get How do I get tournament experience without playing in tournaments? <laughs> like, you don't. Like, now you can train to get yourself as prepared as you can. Yeah. And you can play little money games. You can play a worst ball scramble. There's all sorts of stuff, but nothing prepares you for tournaments except tournaments. Yeah. Um, and so... Um, that is a whole separate element. Like they're not willing to learn. Yeah. Like, but it feels awkward and awful. Yeah. That's part of the learning process. If you're not willing to do that, then you'll never perform. So how is at least not the level that you want? What is uh, some advice you have for somebody? Um, and I know that everybody is um, working on something different all the time. Mm -hmm. But how can someone build up that scar tissue? Get some of that experience fall on their face a little bit in controlled areas to help train that, uh, that trust um, feeling. Full swings don't hit a ball further than 50 yards. Full swings don't hit a ball further than 50. Literally full swing and do not hit further than 50 yards. Mm. You'll quickly learn what you can do and what you can't. You'll also go slow enough where you can control it. Once you're able to control things, you can actually start training well. Or even if you're controlling the wrong thing, you're actually learning how to control and move your body. Mm. I would say north of, this is a high number, this may be an exaggeration, but north of 70% of my lessons is teaching people how to pay attention, which is teaching them how to train. Mm. They don't know how yeah. to train, but I can pretty much guarantee you if you go, that's like literally a full swing where the ball does not even roll further than 50 yards. You understand how slow that is. Yeah. Like an eight iron for an average adult male is about 130 yards. So that's whatever 50 divided by 130 is. Like that's a lot off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or 80 divided by 130. I mean, you're, that's a substantial load off of, and it has to be a full swing. Can't make a partial swing. Yeah. You could do it as a, as a partial swing too and build up that way but I, like can you control where your body is if you cannot do that what are we doing this is a quick little side tangent but i was watching a video that came up on my instagram feed uh this guy was like what is the minimum uh, club head speed that you need 
in order to hit the ball over 300 yards. And so he goes, all right, here's, uh, here's 80 miles an hour. And he hits it. And it goes pretty straight. He's hitting it on a stimulator. But he hits it straight, and he goes, here's 90. Straight again. And then he goes, here's 100. And he hits it, and it goes over 300. You know, it rolls out over 300. But the one thing that I thought was even more impressive than how far he hit the ball was that each of those swings at 10-mile-an-hour difference club head increments all went straight. So that guy must have had pretty great form in order to do that. So um, if you watch super high-level lifters, if you didn't know how much weight was on the ends, they almost look like they're moving, aside from like crazy high competition lift, sure, right, sure, where sure. you're total maxed out. Yeah, yeah. But like when they're within that top 10% of their max, like that, those like that two rep, three rep max looks identical to a 135 on the bar or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That movement pattern yeah. looks identical. Yeah. The muscular control. Like if you actually were able to put sensors on the nervous system and like what muscles are firing, they're going to fire in almost the exact same pattern. Wild. Right. So like they train to the place where even under the highest levels of stress, that pattern of movement shows up. And again, going back to our whole theme of the podcast, they've learned how to lift. They've trained it really well. They trust it probably because they've done over their max. They've gotten up to a max where they're not worried about two, three plates being on. And now they're performing because of that. Correct. It's crazy how you can implement this, these four verbs in every single thing that you do. And I think that even getting, uh, building up some scar tissue here in any form, you can learn, train, trust, perform. And I think the, the cool thing, sorry, I'm kind of long-winded here, but the reason uh, why I think this is so cool is because you can do this at the smallest scale. You, can, how you have to. If you don't have the small scale, you can't do it at the big but scale. But not either. even, like, you can do it in completely different universes, too. You can, do this, you can do this in learning how to ride a bike. And because you've learned how to ride a bike doing this, now you can, in theory, translate that to the golf swing and be like, if I learned how to ride a bike when I was a kid, I, I can do this. And so just learning how to do more skills through this lens, I feel like, can get you to trust quicker as well. Man, I had, I had somebody tell me one time, like, you know, the first time I did this, like, I did so much better than, like, I did worse. Um, at, at somebody who does art a good bit. Um, and they were telling me they were doing some art and they had taken some classes and, like, did really well in class. The instructor's over them, right, giving them the cues to make those improvements to the eye or to whatever it is you're drawing. And then came back and they're practicing on their own. They're like, you know. I just get worse when I practice. I was like, you fundamentally don't understand what practice is. <laughs> practice is learning. Practice yeah. is learning and training. Like, I'm just going to get worse when I keep practicing. I was like, that's the, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, maybe you're practicing the wrong thing. If that's the case, go somewhere else. Chances are you're probably not. Like, um, but when you get into something like more high-level golf instruction, then you might very well be on the wrong thing. Like, one of the fundamental biggest problems I've – Almost every student's in here like, I'm trying to turn and use the ground. I was like, you don't need to turn. You don't need to use the ground. Like, that, like you just don't. Like, it's, you're on the wrong thing, but you've got this thing in your head that you're stuck on that you can't let go of. And so, mm-hmm. like, there will be times I'll boldface lie to a student because they have so many lies that they're holding on to. The only way to pull a truth out of that is to, like, I'm basically planting a bug in there that's going to correct the system even if they're thinking about it incorrectly 
it effectively gets the outcome that I need. So it's like the thing is full of viruses. So I just put a virus in that kind of kills parts of the other viruses so that we can get to where we need to get to. One thing that I think has stuck out to me for as long as we've been friends and colleagues is when I first went to your, um, to a lesson with you, you were like, all right, we got in order to, hit it straight, we got to turn the dial all the way to the left and then turn it all the way to the right and then yep. find the middle. Like, yep. And I just think that's like just such a great analogy because not only does that welcome failure, being like, listen, we're not trying to hit this straight right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to hook the hell out of it. That's our math right? we had on. Exactly, yep. And we're going to do it the other way. We're going to fail the other way. Now let's mold those two fields together and see what it feels like to hit it straight. And the reason why I like that is because, and I just said it, it requires failure in order for you to do it. So not only are you getting comfortable with failure, you're learning one end of the field, then you're learning the other end of the field in another fail. And now you're like, well, if I don't hit it straight, I don't care if I failed because I just did it twice. I chose, as bad as my misses were from the last podcast in that tournament, I chose where they all went. Like, I, did I choose for it to go 150 yards to the right? No. <laughs> but I did no. choose right. Yeah. And then, because then I, on the backside, I chose left. Yeah. And I was like, I can work it more out of that. Like, well, I don't, I can't control right and left. Yes, you can. Walk up to the driving range and hook it to the left. Well, it's not hooking. You haven't tried far enough. Well, it just feels wrong. Make it feel more wrong. Like, what? That's how kids learn. But this is what I love about you, too, is like that you are, you, you are telling people, okay, the goal here. <laughs> The goal is failure. Exactly. Succeeding is failing. So go fail. Like, go fail right now. Go do it. And that's, I think, what's cruel is that now you're welcoming the learning process. And then when they hit it well, they trust it and they can perform. Uh, I can't wait till we start cracking the code. They have no idea what they're in for. <laughs> like, we're, I mean... We did we did a martial arts style last year in a little bit different way. We're gonna go in a different way, different direction this year. I'm gonna be like, if we're gonna do 4.0, and like we're having a meeting ahead of time, and I'm not gonna tell them exactly what we're gonna do, but I'm like, we're gonna do 4.0. You're gonna do it exactly as I ask you to, exactly as Erica asked you to, exactly yeah. as Elijah asked you to. Yeah. If you don't, you won't get there. The only person to do it exactly the way we asked the entire year last year, and rarely do you ever get somebody who does that much. Right? They'll give you 80 percent. Which is really good, which is great. Shoot, if people give me more than 50%, I'm, I'm over the moon, right? But, like, we're going to try and get most of them all the way 100%. Avery Jones mm. went from a 26 to a 10.1 handicap. 15 shots in six and a half, seven months. But one of the things, so this is why I like Avery's story so much. He's 22, mm -hmm. right? Decided to get in cracking the code. Um, and long time listener to the podcast, like finally was like, I'm going to sacrifice my dollars this winter to like really learn how to play. I said, all right, Avery, you're going to make full swings. I can for a hundred yards. How long do I tell you not to? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like seal, like hell week for Navy SEALs. Right. <laughs> For a 22-year-old, six-foot-two adult male who can hit the ball hard, yeah, to not be allowed to hit it more than whatever yardage. Oh yeah, and by the way, I'm gonna have you stand like backwards foot. Like this foot's gonna be turned out. Like your front foot should be. He's left-handed, so like if I go right-handed, 
Typically, you want the front foot turned out a little bit and the back foot turned out a little less. I actually do that opposite to help get the paddling speed up. I look weird. I feel weird. Like, you're asking, I can't hit it more than 100 yards. Like, what, what am I supposed to do? I was like, you just do that. Like, until when? Until I tell you not to. And here's the other thing that That's I That's why he went from a 26 to, to a, a 10. 10. Yep. Oh, he's young. I've got that. Like, I can take a 26 that's an adult and take him to maybe not 10, but 15 in the same time period. That's 11 shots. I could take an 11 down to a 5. Here's the cool part about all of this is um, we've been talking about this, this topic, learn, train, trust, perform, right? One thing that I think we have not included in this, and I think this goes in the training aspect, but we, I'm diving a little deeper here is that when you go through just complete and total misery and you go through the trenches and you come out on the other side, puts so much, you now trust that training so much more because you went through hell and back mm -hmm. to make it to make it out, right? Yeah, and the, the other thing I do with that is there's a reason why it's in the winter. Yeah. Aside from the, like, the practicality of like, people really want to just play a lot in the summer. Right, right. Like, right. aside from like, that's your play season and this is off season aside from that that totally aside we train in the winter in the rain in the cold unless the roads have ice and snow and i'm like you're gonna be here well now we have this indoor yeah we're gonna be outside sorry unless we have to be in here to get video we're gonna be outside yeah like well it's 27 degrees i understand <laughs> it's you january agree. 17th it's, yeah. it's January 17th in Middle Tennessee. It could be snowing. It could be have snow <laughs> on the ground. We've done it with, like, that is how we train. It can't be on the greens, yeah. but, like, I have a certain part of the grass back there. I don't care if it dies. Like, we will train in the cold. I got all these layers on. Like, you're distracted by all the layers. I want all of the distractions to hit you because we're training the mind at the same time. Oh, yeah. And, and, and in fact, and I would argue. Stop making excuses as to why you're not scoring. Well, I got this bad balance. I got, like, we all have that. It's coming out. Getting that language, getting that mindset, like, hey, you can do this. Like, I would argue that the <clears throat> mental side is uh, just as important as the technical side when you sign up for this class. Yeah. I, I made him actually sign on the dotted line this time. Like, I understand that we are not canceling class. Yeah. Upfront contract, baby. What if it's, what if it's storming? I don't care. I'm here. Get your butt here. Ooh, it's storming. You go to the... You go to the pool in the indoor rec center when it's storming, right? Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, you go to work when it's storming, don't you? Well, yeah. Well, you're going to come here and train. Now, if it's storming, we'll be in here or we'll be in the putting studio. But, like, you have to be willing to learn, train, trust, perform. If you're not willing to do that, don't sign up for this program. And yeah. there's nothing against you if you don't, whether it's dollars, whether it's time, whether it's you put the energy in. Like, But if you're going to be here, you're going to do it our way. Yeah. I know it sounds mean, but like you signed up to get really freaking good, and I'm going to make sure you get really freaking good. Yeah. And if it comes across as me being a little mean this winter, I'm sorry. Like, you're paying a lot. I'm going to give you a lot. Yeah. If you don't give that, eh, whatever. That's on you. It's cool, man. Yeah. That's, I we think had two it's... or three people last year that I'm like, I, well, you're, you're wasting your time. And if they listen to the podcast, I hope they know who they are. Yeah. It's cool that you care, man. It's cool they that you care. They wasted their time. They I know. wasted their dollars. I know, I know. And it's not it's not on you. And I think that's the cool thing about this program is it's there's no excuses. 
Yeah. There's no excuses. So, like, and if you don't get it right this time, like if you don't have it right in that first week or two, yeah. Sorry, we're not moving on this time. Yeah. We're like two other people may be moving on in your group, but you're staying right where you're at. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. 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 Tell it's right. And don't move on. Learn, train, because then we're skipping, right? That means you haven't. If I move you before it's time, that means you haven't learned yet, and I'm moving you before you've learned. Therefore, I'm not training you properly, or you're not training properly. I haven't prepped you to train properly. Therefore, you're not going to trust it, and therefore, you're not going to perform. So we're not moving out of phase one. Yeah. Then you can do phase one. There's just like, yeah, there's so many uh, safety valves. And just like, if you can't, if you haven't done this, you can't graduate to this. I, I, there's so much, what I love about it is there's so much accountability. There's so much uh, just sell out to, to the program. There's so much training of the mind, training of the body, training of the, of the swing. Mm -hmm. It's everything, man. And so I just think to, to kind of wrap this up, like, I just think that this this style of of performing in anything, learn, train, trust, perform, it's just it's beautiful. It's flawless. It is there's no gaps whatsoever in those four words in the order that they're No, you, I've tried to find holes in them and not. I, I don't think there is one. Like I like people to start with like the performing piece. Like if you're not performing, like we're not performing, right? I'm like, all right, it means we're not trusting. Hey, right? in the why same are we piece, not, why are we not trusting? hundred percent. Because we're, well, not we're not training. Maybe we are training and I need to do some work on actively trusting. And the same thing too. If you are listening to this podcast and you think that you're just going to be able to sign up for a lesson, come in here for an hour to learn from Scott, if you don't train and trust it, you're not going to perform. So don't, so don't come in here thinking that you're just going to drop strokes or a lot of people will be like, hey man, I need a lesson. Like, and uh, when are you playing? Oh yeah, the tournament's tomorrow. Like, well, we don't have time to, to train and trust. I actually had a guy do that. took second in Ken's flight. Oh, really? Like, he was like, dude, I'm playing so bad right now. I'm slicing my driver so much. I'm like, crap. Like, because I know we can't move through that. Yeah. Now, what I might be able to do on a whim is to get a trust out of him real fast. I by might, giving him one thing. By giving might, him one yeah. thing that doesn't require training. The it difference, is, though, is it might not be sustainable. Right. It's a, it's a short term that kind of leads us in the right direction. But, like, it doesn't actually necessarily fix anything. It just kind of resets the system. Like, we did a little bit of change in the setup. Yeah. and go, like, hey, man, I just want you to follow your feet, bro, and uh, pick high targets. I know if I – so I did two things, right? I gave him a picture, right? So I know that that's a good thing. Yep. I gave you a picture, like, ride that hard. Like, it was a 30-minute lesson, literally an hour before his tea time <laughs> for the first round of the club championship. She's 79-74. Wow. Was chasing down Ken. And so, like, I think they went one, two. Like, it was super cool to see that. But, like, people were like, oh, that's so great. You can fix it that fast. I was like, yeah, but, like, yes and he's no. still going to stay right where he's at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to – he might hit it straighter, but his handicap's not going to drop that much. Like, if he really wants it, his handicap to come down three or four more points, at a, he's already a six-something handicap. He was playing at like a nine. I basically just got him back to a six. I just allowed, I just kind of brought him back to the level of this training. I didn't actually do anything outside of those four. It seems like, it feels like I skipped all three steps to get to the performance. I just brought him back to the level of training that he Correct. was already yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cool. that just kind of brought the performance. That's the learning piece. He was willing to learn and willing to trust. But that just the train was already there. Well, and and credit to him too. He was able to fully learn and fully trust you, right? That, if he yes. came up here and 
he said, man, I need a quick fix. I need it fast. But he wasn't willing to learn and trust you. Probably wouldn't have probably would be a complete different story. He saw well. me clean him up before quick like that. He'd taken a 15 minute eval and booked a 30 minute lesson. A 15 minute eval was a year and a half ago. Yeah. So he knew like, hey, I'm playing so bad. The only person that can help me is Scott. And he had booked it right before the club championship. Literally an hour before his time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it worked. Right. Like. I'm able to do that, and I'm also able to do this. So to kind of round out the podcast, I, I think that Scott just uh, uh, indirectly plugged himself. If if uh, if he that's can, what I if I, he, I want, hold on hold on let me finish here. If he can if that. he can get someone to play second in their flight in the club championship in a 30 minute lesson an hour before their round, then think about what he could do to you over the course of the entire winter. If you can do that, give me two years and let me show you what I can. I mean, I'm a testament to that. Right. So, Micah, Micah's a testament to that. Yeah. When I started with Micah, Elijah's a testament to that. Right. So right. we've got reasons why you should come and do it. it it's going to be an absolute blast, and maybe I enjoy <laughs> beating the crap out of people, but it's because I know it's on the other side. Yeah. Well, you enjoy watching people get better. Yeah. Love it. And the struggle is a part of the growth. Like, oh, it's such a crappy week. Good. I did Good. my job. Or that Jocko Willink, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, good. Like, it sucks. <laughs> you suffered. Good. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, no Jocko, but there's some traits there that you're going to see this winter. So cool. Well, learn. You can do hard things. I got to say You that. can do hard things, and uh, you can learn, train, trust, and perform in anything in your life. Mm -hmm. So remember that. Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the No Mulligans podcast. As always, please leave five stars. Uh, and leave us a review as well. Depending on the platform that you're on, uh, we're able to be listened to wherever you listen to your podcast, yep. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon. We are everywhere. So make sure to check us out. And also send this to a friend as well. If you think that they could benefit or if mm -hmm. there's somebody who thinks that, you know, you can get a quick fix and uh, you know, change your golf game, send them this, this podcast. This will be a great one for them to listen to as well. So Thanks, guys, so much for watching, listening, viewing, subscribing, wherever you guys are at. It's been Scott and Jack from Inside the Studio here at Franklin Bridge. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. There's one rule!